0: Alright, welcome back to the Turkey early Turkey edition of Trumble Dads. Uh, I am your host, Nate Moyer, along with Rom Finn. Brian, I can never remember his last name, so we call him BG. Um guys, you know, welcome back. And uh let's start it off with what are we drinking tonight? So uh Brian, what what you got over there? What's your what's your beverage of choice tonight?
1: Uh today I have a new park called Dreamer.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Fresh uh Fresh brewed up in West Hartford, Connecticut. It's a 6.2 IPA. Very good stuff. Very tasty. New Park's some
0: good stuff. That's probably one of my favorite beers as Dreamer. I think it's the first New Park I ever had. I really liked it. Uh, Rob, what do you got?
2: Tonight I went out of Connecticut uh, into Middletown. <clears throat> so I have an Equilibrium, a triple IPA Dream lamp. It's 10%. It's, uh, it's pretty good. It definitely tastes like a 10%. It's got a little bit of a... A kick to it but it, it's smooth on the back end uh but it's pretty tasty i haven't had too many equilibrium so i like it all right i well, like it a lot
0: with the 10 percent, we'll see how rob does by the end of the podcast um tonight i am drinking a very creative beer i've been trying to dying to try it's called ecto cooler from uh alvarium beer company here in new new britain um, originally came out on Halloween, but unfortunately they had to close for a couple of weeks for COVID reasons. They had somebody test positive. So um, they just reopened. So I was able to pick up my order. Um, it is, it's pretty good. It's almost like a sour. It almost, it, I really can't taste any alcohol in it. It's a low percentage, uh, 4.1, but uh, quite tasty. Very, very green, very uh, Slimer from uh, Ghostbusters like. So um, I recommend it. It's very popular. I think it's sold out in three minutes uh, online. So very popular, it kind of looks
2: like the ecto-cooler that we had as kids, I won't lie.
0: It does, the high c ecto-cooler. It does look like that. Obviously, nobody in the podcast can see that. You'll just have to take our word for it. Um, all right, guys. So we're going to talk a little NBA, a little NFL, um, recap on the Masters, a little Major League Baseball, some questions. And if we have time, we'll do a little uh, turkey trivia when it relates to sports. I'll see if I can stump you guys again. Um, so, guys, we had the NBA draft uh, this past week, a couple days ago. And uh, Timberwolves took Anthony Edwards with the first pick. Um, I thought people were taking uh, LaMelo Ball was going to be number one. I guess he didn't go number one. Um, so I guess his dad may just have to take a back seat. Maybe he's not excited about his son being a number three pick. Um, so you guys watched the draft. What what was your take on it, Rob? What, do you like? Was there any team you really liked that made a good move? Was it just a little awkward this year because we didn't have March Madness to kind of watch some of these
2: guys, so it was hard to tell? how you know how how these guys I are don't think there's anything no I don't think there was anything too crazy at the top there was a lot of trades mid-round mid-first round though uh, a lot of wheeling and dealing including our uh, hometown New York Knicks um you know I, I like their first pick I think uh Obi Toppin kind of fell to him He was the best college player last year and you know he's a scorer I know a lot of people wanted to take a point guard at the position and they, they probably should have except You know, when when the best player in a draft or potentially best player in a draft falls to you at eight, I think you just got to take them. But I also think they made some moves early on that, you know, earlier in the day, and they were able to get a a point guard later on. Kentucky's, uh, you know, uh, quickly. So I think they had a good draft. I think um, there were definitely some questionable pickups. But, again, you you don't know who's going to be good coming out. There was not much of a season last year. So I think a lot of these guys were using old footage and or or just – you know, banking on experience of you know scouts and potential. So we'll, we'll see how it all works out.
0: Yeah, Brian, what about you? Brian, you're also a Knicks fan, so you talk yeah, about more I Knicks. Mean, I, you can I talk li- about.
1: I like the Obi pick. Uh, you know, I, I want them to get to draft a point guard. They they probably could have gotten a really good one out of this draft, uh, but I get it. I understand why they why they take Obi, but you know, talk about a weird. Draft, you know, like you said, not having March Madness, and you know, not really being able to see these guys or have like a showcase for them, like we usually do, um, it is kind of weird. You know, I think a lot of teams are in that same boat. You know, they they're drafting these players on a whim, uh, hoping that they do pan out. I mean, it's just it's a small sample size of their uh, playing. So a lot of these guys are one and done. Uh, James Wiseman went two to to Golden State. I think he's going to be a beast. Uh, him and Steph Curry. Uh, it's I mean Clay going down hurts them a little bit again this year from having a you know a super team like they usually do. But Wiseman, he's a good player. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to really pan out for them. Um, but he only played three games for in college, three total last year as a freshman. And then declared for the draft. He just basically quit and declared for the draft. So, I mean, maybe COVID had something to do with that. Where you know a lot of these players are doing that. But three games in college, and he's getting drafted number two overall by the Golden State Warriors. So that that's mind-boggling to me that that that's actually possible. That the, these guys are just getting drafted with no experience whatsoever, uh, just on pure talent. So it'll be interesting how how it uh, you know how it all plays out. You know, I think that the ones with the real pure talent they'll they'll rise to the top obviously like they do every year, um, but a lot of question marks. I think these teams uh, are kind of feeling nervous a little bit about all these players outside of maybe four or five that were probably predictably good. But uh, it's anybody's anybody's guess to see who's going to actually come out of this draft as a as a top player. You know, two, three, four years from now, we'll be looking back and saying, "Oh, wow." The Knicks got Obi at eight. That's amazing. I just hope that that's what we're saying.
0: Yeah. Now, how how long in the season or how long until the marketing department comes up with an Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars
1: night for this kid? You know, I was thinking that they're definitely going to do that. But
2: that uh, token. I mean, if they smart, it's going to be Obi, in the first week. I don't know. Right? <laughs>
1: they
0: better do it early just in case he ends up being a dud, right? But if he doesn't. Yeah,
2: exactly. Does he take the number one for his jersey? I mean, that would be the smart move to do, right? Obi
1: one, exactly. For and the right. You know, it's funny you say that because he is built just like Amari Stoudemire. I mean, he's like a baby Amari Stoudemire him, right? out there. Maybe he the way could, he that plays size, just the that the the look, you know, the big shoulders, he's just a big guy. When he's running the court you can actually see it. Um but that would be great. You're How right great out, would it be if on. he
0: also wanted to put his first name on the back of the jersey instead of his last, which said Obi and then the number one. That would be just Brilliant! Yeah. Out of this world, Trade,
1: right? Trademark
2: that Star down, Wars up, night. Put it down right now. Star Wars night at the Garden. And if he becomes
0: a star, then you know their intro music is going to be Star Wars music every night when Obi plays. I mean, the, and you know the possibilities are endless there. So that'll be that'll be kind of yeah, cool.
1: You're rocking! Can't yeah. wait to
0: get back. Oh man, the Garden's exciting. I'm um, I'm excited for things to get back to normal and go to another one of those games. Uh, so, so I'll I'll kind of talk about the Suns, a little West Coast. Um, obviously, I'm a Suns fan. So they took Jalen Smith with the 10th pick, kind of people thinking well, that that was more of a reach. Um, I don't know. I think it's, a, you know, it's he's going to be a good shooter. He can do some good things out there. I think he's a center slash forward. You know, they got DeAndre Ayton out there now at center. So I don't know if this guy's going to work alongside him or if he's going to be a backup. But, you know, it, like Brian was saying, we we really didn't get much time with these guys this season. So it's hard to know how good he actually is going to be. I don't know how many workouts he had with the Suns. Um but you know, at this point, you just you know, as a fan, you always got to try to do your best. Trust the front office; hope they know what they're doing. Um, we got Booker a few years back at number thirteen, and he was a backup at Kentucky. But somebody saw the potential in him, and now he's a star. So, you know, different GM now. We got James Jones, but hey, you know what? And they, you
2: got and you got Chris Paul now. You traded for yep. so I mean, you had a po- point guard. You got you you got Booker at your shooting guard. Um, you got the I mean. Bridges and Antoine, you know, strong forwards in your center. So it's interesting what they're going to do. I mean, will he be a starter, or is he going to come off the bench the first year? I mean, it's an interesting pick. I think I texted you that the other night. It was interesting. I wasn't sure if that was the move they were going to go, but maybe they just see something, and like you said.
0: Yeah, I mean, hope that's what you hope, right? Because that doesn't seem like a panic one. It just seemed like that's who they were interested in, and maybe they were trying to trade down. Didn't happen. They just took their guy at 10.
1: Um, Again, Is it going to be another
2: Tim Duncan, you know, David Robinson scenario, two big men, uh, you know, the twin towers there out there. There you go. That could, could be, be interesting. You know, it would be interesting got... if they still had Kelly Oubre, too.
0: Yeah, but oh, he man. had to go in the, in the. I think it was more for money-wise that he got traded. I don't think the Suns wanted to trade him. I think they had to move him with Rubio, just for numbers-wise, because Chris Paul had such a huge contract. Um, he was definitely a fan favorite in Arizona. Everybody liked him. But, you know, he didn't play in Orlando when the Suns went 8-0 um, in the bubble. He wasn't even there, so... You know, they've shown that they can do it without him, even though the team loves him, the fans love him, the town loves him. But um, I think now he's going to Oklahoma or, um, Golden State, so he'll, he'll, he'll definitely make an impact there with Klay Thompson out.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting trade to go from yeah. OKC and then just get traded off to Golden State. Like, Golden State's making a run. You know, they tanked, got their number two pick, and then they're just going to take off now.
0: Yeah, and if Klay Thompson can come back, I don't know if he's out the whole season or if he's out,
2: yeah, yeah, he's, he's out. Is it out the he's whole done. season? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he was ACL. From the end. I think it
0: was, or Achilles. Uh, Achilles. Injury. Achilles. Yeah, Oof. that's terrible. Um, Shame
2: because I don't think it was basketball related. To it. I think it was just something off the wall too.
0: Yeah, that's too bad to come back from one injury. You probably put more weight on the other other foot, and that causes the other injury. Um, all right, guys. So we kind of going into NFL. NFL so far. Um, I'm going to say this real quick because I got to get it out. There it was a really amazing play. The Hale Murray. Um, Kyler Murray throwing the hail mary with one second left against Buffalo. The Cardinals win the game to Hopkins. Um, just awesome, honestly. You know, unfortunately, we're recording this the day after the Cardinals just blew it against Seattle. Uh, but they had a lot of momentum after that. That was really cool, uh, just to see your team on the on the new on the uh, Sports Center as the number one play, getting some momentum, getting a lot of chatter. That was that was kind of cool. So um, I definitely want to say shout out to the Cardinals. That was great um i really didn't have the highest of expectations this year i kind of hope fringe playoff team i still kind of feel like they're a fringe playoff team they could get in win a game i don't know if they could go past that but uh definitely exciting the the cardinals really haven't been relevant since their super bowl year and um gets it's it's exciting it's exciting time to be a cardinals fan that being said um i do have some giants fans here so that's kind of the other end of the spectrum we'll talk about fantasy so how you guys are doing in fantasy i am doing just atrocious although I did beat a playoff team this past week I probably had my best week of the season uh, but I'm nowhere near sniffing range of the playoffs so I'm kind of out I'm just a spoiler but you guys are both I believe in contention Um, so Brian we'll start with you what how's your fantasy going We want to talk about a little NFL what you're seeing
1: sure yeah so um, you know fantasy wise I'm hanging by a thread you know I've got a good team I don't know what's going on not playing the right guys or or what uh, made some bold moves some bold trades you know I traded rogers and jones basically for delvin cook and justin jefferson um which looks pretty good but um you know I, as long as you make the playoffs i think that's the most important thing you know a lot of these games you know you're only separated playoff spots by a game or two uh just get in make a run you never know what can happen it's just like real fo- that's where fantasy football actually starts to be like real football is each week you never know what could happen um so we'll see it, it's been a fun year it's been an interesting year uh between dealing with covid and making different rules and changes to the league on the fly you know you, you kind of trying to make you just do make the best of it uh just like we are with everything else and uh We'll see with the playoff spring, but with, with our setup, you know, I think we've talked about this before. We have 20 teams, two teams of two leagues of 10. Uh, we actually start our playoffs a week earlier than most. So we have one more week of, uh, regular season and then we get into it. So, uh, we're getting there. you better get those wins in now.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool. We have two, cause we have uh, about 20 trumbull dads. So uh, we kind of have a trumbull super bowl, trumbull bowl, whatever we want to call it. Um, yeah, it's kind of exciting. So, Rob, let's hear let's about yours. I think your team's your team's doing pretty well, right?
2: Uh, my champion. team was on a downward spiral. I My first, third, fourth, and now six picks are all going to be on the IL, or IR, I guess. Um, but your boy, DeAndre Hopkins, saved me last week with that Hail Mary catch. He essentially got about 10 points in that one catch for me. That helped me get back into it. And then Justin Jefferson on Monday night helped me get the win. So now I am six and four, but also the second, third, fourth, and fifth person is also six and four. And our leader is seven and three. So there's a one game uh, difference between first to sixth, And the boy you beat, our buddy Shane is five and five, who has the most points in the league uh, sitting there at seven. So there is seven teams fighting for those six spots and unfortunately i have the least amount of points so um i can't seem to keep a running back healthy uh, i have some decent wide receivers i got rogers uh my tight end kittle is out he's one of those ir guys uh we'll see if i make the playoffs we got two games left not sure it's gonna happen um gonna need some luck but to go back to nate i don't know nate i think i think your cardinals are looking good i mean they get to play the Rams twice, and that's who they're going to be fighting for that 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 spot for. So, you know, if they beat the Rams twice, they got the Niners, Eagles, Giants, and Patriots left. You know, you guys can make a run on a, on a discount. I think I think the Cardinals are going to make it. I might made a I might be a pro Nate. All right,
0: on this show right now, I'm going to have to start liking the Mets or cheering for the Mets now because Rob's rooting for an Arizona team. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, another big story is Drew Brees is out. Uh, I think he has a cracked rib, punctured lung. Anyway, he's on the, the IR. We'll see for how long. But the uh, the next few games, the Saints are going to have to go with – they're going with Taysom Hill, which is weird because everybody thought it was absolutely going to be um, Jameis Winston. But Hill's always kind of been that Swiss Army knife. They bring him in for a few plays. Um, randomly, he'll run the ball. He'll throw the ball. You know, He does everything. So now he's going to be under center. And I think we've kind of talked before about maybe he's going to run the Wildcat. They're going to run a lot of Wildcat formations. Maybe Jameis will play half the game, but Tatum starts it. Tatum starts it. Um, so what, what do you guys think? How do you think this affects, Rob? We'll start with you this time. Like, How do you think this affects the Saints? They're playing, I think, the next four games are against teams with losing records. What do you think? you think it's a split timeshare with the quarterbacks? Do you think you know Tatum's going to show us something, or do you think he's just going to crumble and it's going to be Jameis until Breeze gets back? What are your, what are your thoughts?
2: I think they want to see exactly what they got in Taysom Hill. I mean, it's his fourth season. He's been with the Saints for a while. I think he just has more experience at quarterback, or at least the plays BYU guy. You know, he played quarterback. Um, he's been very involved with the offense. So I think that's his advantage over Winston. And I, I really just think they want to know which way they're going to go. I think they're going to give Hill the, the first option. If he doesn't play well for the next game or two, they'll give it to Winston. And that might be the guy they sign to a four year deal after the season because who knows what Breeze is going to do. Um, but I think they're going to give it to Hill because he is younger. And um, I think he's kind of earned it. You know, he's he's been that guy who's done a little bit of everything. Like you said, ask, do anything you need. And like I said, he plays quarterback. I, I think they have a good team and they got a pretty light schedule towards the end. I, I think they, even if they went 500 the rest of the way, they should still make the playoffs. So I think they're going to be okay. Um, they're looking for a band-aid until breeze gets back. And I honestly think they'll do Hill for a couple of games. If he's not playing well, like you said, bring him Winston. Cause he does have experience and then see what they got. Um, but I think maybe it's a flip of a coin and they go Hill for, uh, for this week against the Falcons. All right, Brian.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, honestly, I think it's just a gamesmanship that they're saying uh, Hill's going to be the starter. I think he might start the game, but uh, Jameis is gonna—he's gonna play. He's gonna throw the ball. Um, if they get Thomas in there healthy. You got Kamara; he can throw it to. Winston's more of the the seasoned actual, you know, more of the quarterback, uh, prototypical quarterback for that role. Hill—he's been playing and he's a good change of pace guy. And you know, they, when they run those uh, different plays or um, the wildcat or something like that with him. So he, he can throw, he's a run threat, uh, changes their offense a little bit. Camaro might not see as much, but I think, uh, I think it's some sort of gamesmanship with Peyton, and he just doesn't want to give up who's actually going to be playing. I think he's just going to, you know, kind of like when teams throw a bullpen game in baseball, where it's like, yeah, we don't really have a starter, we're just going to kind of see how this goes. Throw Hill in there, run some plays, get Winston in there too, change it up and uh, try and confuse the Falcons.
0: There you go. All right, guys. Well, the Masters was just uh, this past weekend, which is odd to say in the fall. Um, but they at least they got it in. Uh, there was no spectators there. Um, Dustin Johnson shot 20 under. I think everybody's worse, worried about Bryson dominating it. He did not dominate the Masters course. So um showing if even if you hit the ball 350 yards you're still not going to win a major like that so uh how, what did you guys think of it um we'll kind of go through this quick because we got to hit some major league baseball but um any any quick thoughts on the
1: masters brian we'll start with you this time um i don't know the masters was weird you know not having the fans there i think that was the first time uh, watching a sporting event during this you know 2020 that i felt that something was missing It just wasn't the same. It's weird seeing Tiger walking down the fairway with nobody there. You know, would he shoot a 10 on a par three? Like, you need some fans there for that. That's a, that's not, it's the wrong side of history, but that was, that's crazy that Tiger did something like that. Um, Dustin Johnson shooting a 20 under. I mean, he was, he was lights out from Thursday as soon as he started. He was, he was locked in. Um, he's so calm and cool and collected out there. It's amazing. He hasn't won more, but maybe this is the beginning. You know, I think he's finally found his, uh, his game, you know, as good as he is, he's always been in the top 10. Uh, He only had one major before this. And, you know, now he's got his green jacket. He's joining the elite and uh, probably have some more, more down the road for him. It'll be exciting. Yeah.
0: All right, Rob, any quick thoughts?
2: Yeah, quick thoughts. Like Brian said, it was just I had a different feeling this year because it was played in November. Um, usually it's kicks off the golf season. You know, it's always in April. So I always feel like, you know, it's like beginning of golf. Here we go. And you're right, no fans. And and I mean it's good and bad, but DJ just dominated. So it was kind of boring. There was no excitement. Like the last day, I was like, This guy's this guy's just in the zone. I don't think anybody's gonna touch him. And and no one did. So, I mean, I felt like it was over. You know, after nine, you were like, this guy is not losing this. It doesn't matter. Like, he could just shoot par the rest of the way, and he's fine. And you know he's not going to blow up, you know? He was just playing too good. So, he just lacked excitement. But good for him, his first green jacket. He's always a solid player. And uh, like Brian said, I think there's going to be more to come. So, let's hope golf gets back to its normal scene. We get some fans out there, even if it's just a little bit, groups, something um i think it, it needs a little bit of excitement a little bit of fans screaming and yelling but yeah you know I, I hopefully i was hoping tiger would do a little bit better but it didn't happen he didn't play well i'm glad he made the cut and you know he had a, he had a decent round just nothing exciting but that's golf
0: yeah just just like brian said his, his 10 his 10 on one of the holes was uh, a little bit different but you know it happens maybe if the fans are there it would have bounced off one of the spectators and would have helped him
1: out a little bit but you know, I think he or put three. Have pulled
2: one of our tricks and just picked it up after six, and then like that's good.
1: Yep, Give I'm me good. A yeah, I mean, Masters in November, isn't that winter rules? Yeah,
2: right. Winter rules.
1: Can't
0: I think he find put on the relief. I think he put three in the water on that hole too. I think from what I was, I didn't see it. I was mean, that's what I heard afterwards. But um, all right, guys, we'll switch it over to Major League Baseball. So we got a little bit of news, a couple of Mets things. Robinson Cano tested positive again, so he's out suspended for another season. This happened positive, again when he was cold. steroids. Steroids. Um, So he did this again, you know, a few years back with Seattle. Um, So he's doing this again. And we also, the Mets also have a new owner, Steve Cohen. I know the Mets fans are just ecstatic about this because they did not like the the old ownership. So, Rob, we're going to kind of let you go a little bit Mets heavy on this. Um, Get in some exciting news because I know as a Mets fan, maybe not the canoe, but definitely the new ownership. So go ahead.
1: Oh, great. Here we go.
2: (laughs) Here we go, Mets fans. The rain of championships about to pour on us. Yeah, easy Finally, though. got rid of the Will Ponds. No, this is the every Mets fan dream. Um, today we saw a reporter ask Steve Cohen if saving Robinson Cano's twenty four million dollars that he have to pay would he pay off the Bobby Bonilla deal that he owes eighteen million. And Cohen's response was, "No, maybe we should have a Bobby Bonilla Day every year." That's every Mets fan's dream. I have enough money that I don't need to pay a guy $18 million to go away. I'm just going to make a sponsorship and a day out of it. Every Mets fan gets laughed at for Bobby O'Neill, and it's one of the greatest deals ever made in baseball. So Steve Cohen has saved the Mets franchise, and he hasn't been an owner for a game yet. And I think every Mets fan is just excited for the season. He says the right things. He is excited. Um, during his press conference, he said, I didn't buy the Mets to make money. I have a day job. He wants to spend money. He wants to bring them to the Yankee status, kick back to Brian. He says he wants to bring them to the Red Sox status. He goes, we are a big market team, and we're going to play like a big market team. So I think Steve Cohen is going to be the best thing to happen to the Mets in a long time. And I think the Robbins Cano deal uh, suspension, you know, it's a it's a shame because he's playing well, and you're like, all right, maybe this guy's got some life. We're paying him twenty four million dollars on a on a terrible Brody trade. I never liked the deal from the beginning, but now he's gone. I think Cohen's got better lawyers, and he's not going to end up. Co- uh, I don't think Cano's going to play for the Mets for the uh, uh, for the rest of his career. Uh, I think we'll get out of that last year the year of the deal. And I think we got a lot more options now. I think it frees us up because you can't bench a guy who's making twenty-four million at second base. So I think we got a lot more options in the mid uh, in the middle of the infield here. And I think it's just going to be good for the Mets overall moving forward.
0: I like the uh, the thing about the Bonilla Day. I think somebody jumped in. I don't know if it was on on Twitter or something, but somebody had a great idea of everybody that's in attendance, they give Bobby Bonilla the check on the baseball field, right? The $1 million check. And then everybody in the stands gets a t-shirt that says, um, Bobby Bonilla got um, you know a million dollars today at the game, but all I got was this t-shirt. I think that's fantastic. I think it's great marketing. Um, you know, good, good for the Mets. I'm glad they have a better owner. I know that Mets fans are really excited for that. I, I don't know how many championships you're going to win, but at least you got an owner that's willing to spend the money to put a competitive team on the field. I think that's what any fan could hope for, except probably the the, the exception of the Yankees the Yankees no no every year they want the ring I think everybody most teams just want to win you know have a competitive team be in the mix um you know things are going to go your way things are not you're going to have injuries but you know it's it's exciting when you get a new owner that's that's willing to spend the money says the right things gets gets the fans excited again so Bryant what's your take on the whole Cano and the Mets new ownership as a, I guess as a Yankees fan are you are you nervous or not not
1: really or no, really, the only thing I'm thinking is, how much money does Cohen really have? Can he buy the Knicks, too? <laughs> uh, you know, that maybe, <laughs> maybe he can make some money with the Mets. You know, that blue and orange, you know, I, I think that might might suit him. That's great. You know, obviously, you guys are saying a lot of good things about this guy. Uh, that he's going to bring, you know, a whole new life to the Mets, which, you know, you're right. Haven't had that in a very long time. You know, it's... And I it's, think
2: it's going to be good for New York. I mean, I think New York baseball needs a little... Punch in the arm, I think. You know, Mets and Yankees have. We, I mean, neither one of these teams have won championship in what ten years now. So, I think it's gonna be good for the for the city. Yeah, no, no
1: question, no question. The only thing that would make it better is if he buys the Knicks too. So maybe uh, we can pull all our listeners together. There you and, go. Uh, get start start raising some money and buy the. He's Knicks.
2: worth fourteen billion. Might as well buy the Nets and the, the and Knicks the Rangers.
1: Get the get get
0: both. Just get
2: both. No, he likes blue and orange, so we'll go Islanders.
0: Oh, there you go. All right, one of one of each. You gotta get that that diversified portfolio. All three leagues, yeah, that's, all four. That's
1: Long Island for you.
0: There you go. All right, guys. Um, we got a few minutes left. So since it's kind of we're a couple days away from Thanksgiving, I got a little bit of trivia here. These guys don't know what the questions are. We'll see if I can stump them. So, Rob, will go with the first one. What NFL team has played on Thanksgiving every day since 1934, with the exception of 1941 to 1944, because there was World War II, there was no games being played. There's one team, one NFL team that's been playing Thanksgiving. You could probably figure out. There's only a couple teams that play every year. So which do you know which team it is?
2: I'm gonna go Lions.
0: The Lions. It is. This is correct. You got the Detroit Lions that played every year. Um, Brian, I got up one for you. What NFL team has never played on Thanksgiving Day? There is one NFL team that has not played on Thanksgiving Day yet. Do you have to guess?
1: I'd go with the Arizona Cardinals.
0: No. It is Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to get him. We'll uh, bounce back. Did you know that one, Rob? Did you know it was Jacksonville?
2: No. I, you know what? I was going to guess the Jets. Okay. All right. But Jaguars makes sense. You know, a newer team, newer franchise, and they've been pretty terrible. That makes sense. Okay, Rob. Back to you, though.
0: There are What are the only two teams to not have won a game on Thanksgiving Day that have played in one? that have not? Jacksonville's out of this. There's two teams that have... Played on Thanksgiving Day, and have never won the two teams. Played
2: played on Thanksgiving. They've Day They played on Thanksgiving Day, won. but
0: they've never won. So they've played on and Thanksgiving, I'm but gonna, they've never won.
2: I'm gonna go with the Jets for one of them, only because nope. they're the Jets. No, nope. The Jets have won on Thanksgiving. Oh man, that must have been a pretty bad game. Oh man, uh, I'll say Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's one of them. Yep, that's one. Whoo. Okay, I'm gonna go AFC this time, and I'm gonna say the. Not dolphins. I'm gonna say dolphins. Nope. It was Tampa Bay and
0: Cincinnati. So you got one of them. That's that's pretty good. Ooh, I right. wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known okay. that until I looked it up. So, um, all right, Brian. This one's not really. It's just more Thanksgiving Day related. I'm just gonna see how close you can even get to this, um, within a million, a few million, approximately. How many turkeys are consumed on Thanksgiving in the United States? Just we'll see how close you can get.
1: Three hundred and twenty-five million.
0: Uh, not, not too bad. 280 million. 280 million. So, some fun little. Oh, I want to recount. I want a
2: hand <laughs> recount of that.
0: That might be down this year. We'll see because I don't think you're supposed to gather as much, or it might be up because you can only have limited people of 10, right? So, there might be more turkeys consumed, right? Because there's less gatherings. You never know.
2: There's going to be more turkeys because there's less families
0: there you go or some people yeah, are just like right. you know what i don't even like what about turkeys. the mail
2: in turkeys are we counting the mail in turkeys we got to
0: count all of them right all the votes all the votes got to count right unless you're not winning and then you got to say the other way stop counting right so um all right guys we'll give you a minute each uh rob we'll, we'll start with you you seem the happiest you got the 10 percent. you're on your mets ownership high let's get your last minute in
2: oh man 10 percent's kicking in this is good stuff boys uh, I'm excited. I mean, I know it's, it's coming into the holiday seasons. We got a vaccine for COVID. Let's hope we can get through this. Everyone be safe. Um, continue wearing a mask. Let's just kind of get through this. You know what we got, you know, you look at it as a, as light at the end of the tunnel. If we can get through this starting in April, there's baseball back. if We, everyone can get a, a vaccine and, and be safe. We can some get back to somewhat normalcy by, uh, next spring. And, um, just happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and let's just you know keep doing what we're doing. I mean, when you're going through hell, you just keep running. Go ahead, Brian.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I'll keep running uh, to the golf course. Uh, Excited <laughs> to play with these guys on Sunday and uh, get some golf in. See if we can get this going year round uh, when it's not it's before the snow comes in, and then hopefully we get that vaccine, like Rob said, and come April, bright, sunny, springtime. Let's get out there, hit the links. Let's do it.
0: You can get in the, a round of eighteen and get home on Sundays and still watch NFL football. I mean, that's that's the dream. I think our families may disagree, but that's that's pretty exciting for us. Um, yeah, we're that's playing right. golf. we s- the dream. Golf on Sunday. I think it's what a high of forty six, a low of forty five. Probably some wind in there, overcast. It'll so
1: it'll yeah, be. You know what? There's cider donuts. Yes. At the end of that. So at the end of that there's
0: forward to there. No matter how sh-
1: how bad we play. There's
0: there's, there's donuts events. at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, it's hey,
2: we're playing and Orchard, so we, I mean there's a wide open course. So, you know what? Just don't hit it too far. We can hit a little wide just I'm sure the warm, a tree boys. I could hit.
0: You think they yeah, probably have down. those apple looking um, golf balls? Golf balls that look like apples maybe, except for the, you know, the little top or something, but <laughs> we might need something to find those balls. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll kind of echo what these guys said. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, you know, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Let's hope we can get get through this. Be safe. Be smart. Obviously, you know, just, just be smart with what you're doing out there. Um, you know, try to do a virtual turkey. I think we're going to do that with uh, some family. We're just going to put a TV at the end of the table. Pretend like they're there. You know, try to... Um, coordinate times, kind of do that, or you know, have somebody do dessert, somebody else does dinner, you know, at the same time. Anyway, you can, you can do those things. Somebody gets a laptop, you know, find creative ways to do these things. You can't be with loved ones. Um, other than that, for uh, Brian and Rob and myself, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch you next time.